This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. From MPB Think Radio, this is Next Stop Mississippi. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, joined today by Kamel King. As we do every Friday, we'll be traveling across the state, letting you know about events that make Mississippi great. Today, our topic is fall speed ahead, and we'll start our road trip in Peelahatchee for the 37th annual Muscadine Jubilee, where Marty Stewart headlines. We'll head to Jackson to speak with Aris King, a local artist, and next we'll stop in Ridgeland for the Sweetest Chefs of the South competition. We'll end our trip with musician Steve Azar, and it's going to be a great day. So hold the dial because we're going on a ride. This is Next Stop Mississippi, and we'll be right back after the news. Support for NPR comes from NPR stations. Other contributors include Home Instead Senior Care, offering a team to support families and their seniors with a range of individualized in-home senior care services, including bathing, cooking, and medication reminders. Homeinstead.com slash NPR. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller with Mississippi Today, joined by Visit Mississippi's Kamel King. We are glad to be with you on this beautiful Friday morning, and we want to help you get your weekend started and get it planned well. So if you've got questions about how to fill your weekend or you want to tell us about what's happening in your community, uh, please give us a call. It's one mpb ring We'll be glad to talk to you on this uh, beautiful September day. Yes, Kamel, it is. great to see you. Great to see you. You're looking so fallish. Oh, I do have on my little light jacket. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we don't get to wear these lights light jackets too much in Mississippi. So, you know, when you have that window between yep. hot and freezing, exactly. you just got to like wear them, wear sleep in them. Yep, you know? <laughs> yep. it's, it's the time to express your fashion sense during the fall. <laughs> well, I, I have to keep up with Camille. Camille is a very fashion forward person. So oh my God, I do really. my best on Fridays to, you know, not look too, <laughs> uh, you know, too slouchy. <laughs> So how's your week been going? My week's been great, Camille. It's been great. I I got to travel north this week uh, to Ole Miss and Oxford. Um, uh, We're doing a project at Mississippi Today with the University of Mississippi uh, Integrated Marketing um, Program. So went up, got to spend an evening with about 20 of our best and brightest uh, young students in Mississippi. And so that was a real treat. And I was back in Farley Hall, which is the journalism school at Ole Miss, where I got my start. Haven't been back. Old stomping You know, long. Longer than I'll admit. So it was it was great to be there and see all the wonderful improvements. And then, you know, it was a full moon and a full moon in Oxford. I mean, it's wow. just like a, a nice combo right there. Exactly. Did you stay at the Graduate again? The Graduate I, I Hotel? I did. I stayed at the Graduate Hotel. It was it was beautiful. Um, great service and uh, just so walkable. It's just nice to be right there and park your car once and yep. uh, and get about town. So a great day in Oxford, a quick trip. And then glad to be back here in Jackson. Uh, today, I'm going to 
um, leave the studio and head on over to Food Truck Friday, which is taking Ooh. place in Smith Park. So they've got like a 10 or so food trucks available. Nice. And you kind of go grab some food, hang out, grab a spot in the park. Uh, and just this weather, you know, we got we to gotta enjoy it while we can. Exactly. I'd, I'd have to go get a $100 bill out of the uh, ATM just to, <laughs> so I could sample everything. <laughs> I know. It's really tempting. It really is. Well, we've got a great show today, and we um, are really pleased to have on air with us this morning uh, the mayor of Pelahatchee. It's Mayor Rashonda Beecham. She's on the line to tell us about this year's 37th annual Muscadine Jubilee. Welcome, Rashonda. Good morning. Good good morning, Mayor. We're great. We're great. We're so pleased to have you on air today. Welcome to Next Stop. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Now, you've got a big weekend ahead in Pelahatchee. Tell our listeners a little bit about this Muscadine Jubilee and and what the Muscadine means to Pelahatchee. Oh, my goodness. Muscadine Jubilee, this is our 37th annual uh, Muscadine Jubilee, and we've been hosting it for God knows how long. It's very exciting. It's an alcohol-free uh, family event. We have local and national entertainment coming, Marty Stewart and uh, Neil McCoy. It's always fun. We're expecting the largest crowd that we've ever had this year. Of course, it's tomorrow. That's September 9th, and it starts at 1030. So I'm encouraging everyone to come out and, and enjoy now, Mayor Beecham, I know you're from the city, and uh, I'm sure you had probably gone to the festival growing up, and now you're the mayor of Pelahatchee <laughs> with the festival going on. How does that feel to, you know, be in this type of position, you know, with the festival now? You have no idea how exciting it is. Uh, I, I just made sure that I was available and able to be there, and this year I'll be doing the welcome. So it's definitely a different view from where it was as going to it as a child and growing up to actually attending it as the mayor. I'm so excited about it, and just to know that I'm able to witness the largest crowd that is that is that has been um, prior to the past is just exciting. Now, Mayor, what is it that's bringing out these big crowds this year? Well, you know, honestly, I think it's our entertainers. Uh, Marty Stewart and Neil McCoy, they're awesome, and people love them. And I think it's, that's one of the reasons besides our great atmosphere. People have just, it's just a friendly a friendly town, and it's, it's located in the downtown part of Pelahatchee. And, I mean, if you come there, it's just like home. So I think I, that's what I think. I think a lot of it is from our entertainment and just the, just coming to Pelahatchee. Now, Mayor, how did you, uh, how did the board or, or the group of you guys come up with the entertainment? Because Marty Stewart is a for sure crowd pleaser. And, uh, I mean, every time I see him in show, is just, it's just amazing and magical. <laughs> well, you know, I don't think that I could, I don't think that uh, I could take the credit for it on my board. I have to give credit to our city clerk. Uh, he does a lot of it for us, and, and the people that are sound and entertainment, they got together, and, and they decided that he would be a, a great crowd pleaser this year. That's right, and I know y'all are uh, considering this year's festival part of our you know, on, ongoing year-long Mississippi Bicentennial celebration, so really great to celebrate those 200 years right there in Pelahatchee. Now, um, yes, one thing that I, that I like about this festival is, is you, you hold the entertainment, you host the entertainment all throughout the day, so Marty mm-hmm. Stewart's uh, set is at 1.45 in the afternoon. 
Yes, it's actually one thirty, and then the McCoy's at three thirty. Well, and I think that's great because that allows people with families or maybe people who are a little bit older to come out and enjoy. Not everyone can get out for you know an eight thirty or a nine o'clock headlining act. Yes, ma'am, you're exactly right. I agree with you one hundred percent. Now, um, I know that we've got this great entertainment, but what are some of the other elements of Muscadine Jubilee that you're looking forward to? Well, definitely the Muscadines. I love Muscadines. And if you haven't tried them, you have to. They're great. We They have other vendors that's coming out. I love to eat. So we have plenty of food. Mayor, did we lose you? From all across the, the state, they always come out and set up. We have over 80 or 90 vendors this year. That, that have registered to come out. And we're getting ready right now as we speak. I've taken several pictures, and it's just exciting around town. It's a great feeling. Now, to our listeners who are on the northeast coast and uh, the west coast of the world, explain what a muscadine <laughs> is, because <laughs> not, not everybody knows uh, what a muscadine <laughs> is. <laughs> well, a muscadine, many people think it's a great but it's a form of a grape, but it's not a grape. It's actually bigger than a grape. And, uh, you know, I don't even know. It's smaller than a plum, <laughs> but bigger than a grape. And it's really good. So you have to try it. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You sold me. Smaller than a, or no, bigger than a grape, smaller right. than a plum. Uh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all in. Now, uh, do you guys still host your annual sort of muscadine stomp? We do. The Celebrity Muscadine Stomp is at 12 <laughs> noon. Oh, my God. It's so exciting. We have several celebrities that normally come out and they do the stomp. It's super fun. It, it's a great crowd pleaser. Everyone is looking forward to it. And it's at 12 o'clock. Now, do you think Marty Stewart's going to come out to do the Muscadine Stomp? I surely hope so. <laughs> <laughs> now, are these people's bare feet? Uh, stomping these muscadines. <laughs> That's and such a Kamelkin question. I just want to know. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't think I would want to be barefoot stomping muscadines, you know. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of that famous I Love Lucy skit where she's stomping the grapes. Yeah, I'm sure a yeah. lot of you are familiar with that. <laughs> Um, now, Mayor Beecham, um, uh, this year I think people are should come uh, ready to eat, come hungry, because food is always a big centerpiece. Yes, I can't wait myself. You know, I'm on a diet, but I can't wait for tomorrow so I can test the different vendors. I love to eat, and I, I know it's, it's going to be a lot of them there. So I'm, I may not be able to make a uh, food vendor, but I will have my share. Now, that's great. Now, uh, you are getting the day started, I believe, with a special breakfast. Is that right? Yeah, actually, we are we're preparing um, our food for our local and national entertainment. And actually, our day starts at ten thirty, so I'll be doing the welcome. And we have a group of people that's on our committee that's been working uh, diligently on getting everything together. But our breakfast is more so for our entertainers and our helpers and our volunteers. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. How important is the uh, Jubilee and Festival to your town of Pelahatchee? What does it do for the stores and the community and the people? Definitely brings revenue to our town, and, and that's something that's needed. Anytime there is a, a function or an event going on in any town or city, the revenue always is a plus. And with us being a small town and this is the biggest function that, or event that we have in the year, we always look forward to it. So it gives us a boost in the economy. 
Now, Mayor, you're you're new to your post. You're the first African-American mayor of Pelahatchee, and we we're just so glad to have you on the air today. Are there certain things that you're really looking forward to, to building and growing in your community? Yes, I just, I really would will, will love to to keep our community a community. However, I would love a little bit of growth, and we're working on our Milltown Park, which is a baseball park that all of um, our residents are, are anticipating the growth of it. We're, we're working on four fields, and I've been trying to get out and get donations so that we can have a complete for the kids in the community, and they'll have something to do, and it'll also bring revenue because we can host tournaments in our town. So that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to doing. We do have other um, parks there, such as the Muscadine Park and the Yogi Bear Park, but our 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 Milltown Park, again, is our baseball field, and it's something that, it, to me, when you add something in for the youth, it brings the community together, and it brings people on the outside together as well, because if you have children, then you know, you know, as a parent, you're going to travel, and you want to make sure that your child is in some form of activity. Yes, indeed. That's right. And that's, you know, again, a healthy community is a happy community. And uh, we wish you the best of luck, Mayor Beecham. Thank, thank you, you for so much. Uh, thank you for being on the air with us today. And uh, we encourage everyone to head to Pelahatchee yes. tomorrow morning, spend the day, um, a, a day show with Marty Stewart and Neil McCoy. I, that, mm-hmm. That's pretty cool to me. So well, it is time for us to take a quick break. Um, but don't forget to call in at 877-MPB-RING. We'll offer you recommendations on how to fill your weekend, or you can tell us about what's going on in your community. When we return, we're going to talk with Andy Chapman about the 2017 Swedish Chefs Competition. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. MPB news stories, the local shows you love, up-to-date severe weather info, and a state and worldwide reach telling the story of Mississippi. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand. Welcome back. This is Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, joined today by Kamel King. If you're just uh, joining us on, on the show today, before the break, we spoke with Pelahatchie Mayor Rashonda Beecham about the 37th annual Muscadine Jubilee. Great spirit, that Mayor yes, Beecham. I'm really um, excited about what's happening in Pelahatchie and about this wonderful festival that's happening this weekend. Now, we do have a caller on the line. We want to um, uh, welcome Margaret and Star. To the show. Welcome, Margaret. Uh, greetings. Uh, unfortunately, I'm not going to be able to make it to that festival this weekend. I've already got other things planned, but I need to make a note of it on next year's calendar because I do love muscadines. Uh, they are a variety of grapes, of part of the grape family of fox grapes, and they're akin to the scuppernongs that are that are found in the coastal areas of the Carolinas and Georgia. Wow, wow, very interesting. Exactly. And, and how would you recommend folks prepare those? Uh, I just eat them until my gums get sore. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Then keep it simple. Good practical advice. Well, Margaret, thanks so much for the call. We appreciate the inside information on these fox grapes that we like to call muscadines. 
All right. Well, that was really nice of Margaret to call in and give us that uh, backstory on the Muscadine. Um, I bet we could have kept Felder around a little longer for um, a little uh, yeah, yeah, tutorial. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, now that we're speaking about sweet things, I think it's uh, most appropriate that we welcome to the phones um, our friend Andy Chapman. He's the founder of Eat Y'all and the creator of the Swedish Chefs of the South competition. Welcome, Andy. Hey, Mary Margaret. How are you? Great. Glad to have you on the show today. I believe you're uh, you're on the road today uh, getting ready for next week's big event. I am. We're up in Cleveland, Mississippi. We, uh, we're at the Mac McAnally fundraiser for Extra Table last night. Um, did the little visit with Delta Meat Market ahead of time, and then Mac McAnally and the Coral Reefer Band helped raise uh, some money for Extra Table, one of the charities that we do a lot of work with. Um, feeding people in Mississippi. So we, we have a lot of people that we help find good food in restaurants, but we also do some charity partnerships to try to help feed the people that are not as fortunate. Yeah, that's excellent. Mac McAnally is definitely a, a jewel of our state in, in a lot of different ways, especially as a songwriter and, and performer and, and obviously a philanthropist. So that's that's awesome that you're helping out. Uh, now, you're the founder of Eat Y'all and the creator of Sweet Chefs of the South competition. Tell us how it all got started and began and, you know, what was the uh, the brainstorm that brought this about? So the very, very first thing we ever did, guys, was – we had, um, and this was the, I'm going to take you away, I mean, this seems like yesterday, but it's so long ago, but Twitter was, like, just happening, and we had started the Twitter account, Eat Jackson, and we're tweeting about food in Jackson semi-anonymously, for, or mostly anonymously for a year, and then we kind of were like, okay, well, let's, let's go with this blogging. Our very, very first event we ever did was a bread pudding throwdown, <laughs> and we invited 17 restaurants in Jackson to compete and have people, you know, just people that I didn't know who they were. I mean, I'd never seen all these people in a room together, but our followers, people that love local food, love great food, um, showed up, several hundred of them, uh, and we had a, a bread pudding competition, and... Uh, who was it? The Parker House, Andy Cook and the gang won the best bread pudding in Jackson, and it was a it was a fundraiser for uh, the late Craig Noon's foundation that um, we did. It was the very it was the very first thing we ever did, and I was just like, I don't even know if anybody's going to come. And people came out in droves, and and people have been begging us ever since then. Hey, we need to do another one. Let's do a tiramisu, and let's do it. You know, and, and you know, change the theme up constantly. And uh, we kind of took a break from that. We did a couple other events that were – we did a crab cake event. We did the seafood cook-off two years ago. Um, but three years ago, we started this event, and we wanted to bring in chefs regionally to Ridgeland, Mississippi. And so our first one was over there right off the trace um, at the craft center. And we've kind of moved across the street to um, the lake house the last two years. So this will be our third year – to have the event second year at the lake house but we have chefs from all over the south that will be coming to this event um to celebrate you know celebrate sweets last year we made it a a little more serious competition where the winner Dwayne ingram went to uh the world food championships uh Dwayne will be there this year he actually just announced that he will be on a new food network show coming up uh that's a pastry show but Dwayne will be there to kind of visit with folks and then we have chefs from 
three to let me think one two three three from Atlanta. Um, we've got chefs from Nashville. We have two from the New Orleans area. We've got obviously a couple of great Jackson chefs. We've got one from Pearl River Resort. Um, but we have 14 chefs that are coming to be part of this event. We've got Blue Delta uh, Denim from up in Tupelo is coming down. They'll be doing custom blue jeans fittings. The Country Squire will have um, – they'll be doing uh, a cigar bar outside. So if you want to sit on that beautiful deck and watch the sunset and have some of the uh, the wine provided by Beaumat or the uh, Barrel House bourbon or um, – some of Mississippi cold drip cocktails or some of the beer from Southern Beverage. There will be lots of different things for you to try and 14 different desserts for you to sample. And uh, we'll also have some hot food. And it's all raising money for Extra Table to to feed hungry Mississippians. So we figured it would be a, a fun way to kind of have it all. At, you know, it's kind of like having your cake and eating it too. So we, we if there's something you, else you could do this night that we haven't put in the event, I'm not sure what it would be. <laughs> That's right. I'm telling you, that's awesome. Well, it, it was great to go online and, and read about all of the chefs that are coming to Mississippi. I think it's great when we're able to bring talent in and show off um, all of our great assets. And uh, the lake house in Ridgeland is right there on the res. So a beautiful view of the water. It's near Cock of the Walk, if you're not familiar with that name, the lake house. Um, but a great venue. So uh, let's talk a little bit more, though, Andy, about um, you've got these desserts. They're, they're you know, small bites, uh, really beautiful. I mean, the, the photographs on Facebook are just, you know, it looks just like magazine-like. Mm-hmm. Um, but you're kind of pairing wines or bourbons or I believe even hot tea with these different desserts. So uh, there's more to it than uh, just walking through and, and you know, uh, gorging yourself with chocolate or, right. you know. Right. Yeah, right. (laughs) Strawberry shortcake. Um, So let's talk a little bit about about why you decided to bring in these other elements outside of the traditional dessert. Well, the very first time we did the dessert only thing, people were like, man, I wanted to try them all. I just I, I, I need something savory. I need something else to, you know, to kind of make it all work. And I was like, look, let's we can do that. So we actually have um Several restaurants from Ridgeland are also bringing, you know, hot bar food. So, I mean, I don't think anybody will leave this thing hungry or thirsty. Um, but we wanted to kind of extend the experience. And, you know, we've we've got some, some wine that will be great. We've got some rosés from Beaumad that my wife's very excited about that, you know, she's like, oh, these are going to be perfect for, uh, you know, for those this time of year and these desserts. And um, the guy, Zach, over at Magnolia Barrel House has been working on a cocktail that he thinks is going to be great to go with these things. And so it's just kind of, you know, some people like just like those, some people like the craft beer. Some you know, Not everybody likes everything, but um, there's there's going to be something for everybody when you walk in this room. If you if you walk away, if you, at the end of the night you tell me you didn't find anything that you were just in love with, um, we're, we're going to have serious issues because I don't <laughs> think it's possible. <laughs> now, the chefs who are, are previewing and competing, how were they chosen? I mean, because it's a diverse pool of them. Well, we we do a number of events all over the southeast, and, and we've been working with some of these chefs for a long time. Some of them just applied online and said, hey, we want to be part of this. And so it's kind of a, a mashup of, you know, folks that wanted to uh, wanted to come and be be part of it and you know we had to kind of filter through there's you know i, I don't think you're going to find any anybody who's 
brand new to cooking or, you know, this is their first thing to ever do. There, there are some people with resumes longer than, you know, my family tree. I mean, they're, they're just um, like Maggie Scales from Herb Saint works with Donald Blank in New Orleans. I mean, she's um, she's one of the most acclaimed pastry chefs in the whole South. And of course, that's why she's that's why she's coming. Um, but we've you know we even like Megan Brandt, White Oak Kitchen and cocktails in Atlanta, and we've got the guy Josh Lear from the Noble South in Mobile. Which you know, if you guys are like a lot of Mississippians, you go down to the beach. Sometimes you go to Destin. Sometimes you go to Gulf Shores or whatever in the summer. What maybe? And if you go through Mobile, there's a restaurant over there that's called uh, the Noble South, and they just won best restaurant in Mobile. Well, their pastry chef is. Uh, is coming to our event and so we're excited to have all that and we've got our our local folks um from ridgeland is uh chris is going to be there chris walker from seafood revolution is one of our kind of anchor host chefs there he'll be uh he'll be rocking and rolling and i'm not sure what he's bringing but I've never had a bad dessert at Seafood Revolution. <laughs> well, that's right. Well, Andy, we certainly appreciate what you guys are doing and um, really exciting. You can literally explore uh, the sweet taste of, of the region right here uh, in central Mississippi. So uh, appreciate you guys bringing all these folks to town. Sure to be a fun night. Uh, let our listeners know where they can go to find out more information. Uh, the event is on Monday, September 11th. It starts at 630 at the Lake House in Ridgeland. Uh, but give folks uh, some info where they can find you guys so you can go to sweetestchefs.com and find information and get tickets the vip tickets that start at 6 30 those are sold out um but there are still plenty of general admission tickets that starts at seven um and uh the the i almost forgot that barksdale cadillac will be there showing off one sweet ride too so <laughs> there's just, there's just going to be there's all these different elements that are going to make this night really uh, really phenomenal, and Robert St. John and his crew will be there. Um, and by the way, I, I talked to them last night. Mac has a bunch of CDs that we just did the CD launch. They'll be selling those CDs from his brand new album at the event too. Um, but all the information is going to be at SwedishChefs.com. You can Google that um, or go to EatYall.com and see more information. But we're really excited about. Having people out looks like the weather's going to be perfect, and uh, that deck is going to be rocking. Wow! And I think yeah. that new Mac album is with a symphony. So um, that I mean yeah. that yeah, got to get my hands on that one. And Mayor Margaret, every time I've seen Andy, he's been in a nice suit and clean and everything. But around all this food, I don't know how he fits in the suit. <laughs> I, I wouldn't be able to fit in the suit. <laughs> well, I well, love that's the thing. You plan these things. You got to you got to know. Okay, Monday is a, could be a big day, so. You know, little bites all week. There you go. There you go. Little bites all week. Well, my advice is uh, do get your uh, Blue Delta jeans fitting before mm-hmm. you do your uh, tiramisu tasting. <laughs> um, but, hey, you know, uh, it's all good. Well, uh, thanks, Andy, for being on the show. We've, we're going to take a quick break. But before we do, uh, we want to go to the lines. We've got Greg Preston uh, on the line here to tell us a little bit about an event in Hattiesburg. Hello, Mary Margaret. Welcome, Greg. Hey, how you doing? We're great. Glad to um, glad to hear your voice this morning. Well, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me on. I just wanted to remind everyone that tonight is the tenth and final show of the Levitt Amp Concert Series. 
Oh, that's and great. It's been a great a great run. Well, I think we had you on right when y'all were kicking off yeah, earlier this exactly. summer. And so hard to believe the 10th show has arrived. Who's uh, who's on on board tonight? Tonight we have uh, opening uh, for the uh, headliner. We have the Cynical Twins out of Jackson. Uh, we'll be opening, and the headliner is Lee Baines Third and the Glory Fires. And uh, these cats are outrageous, man. They they are so good. So we're just trying to get everybody out at uh, to Chain Park, it's a beautiful space, and uh, and enjoy the last show because it's been a run. And uh, I know everybody's tired. Well, thank you so much for that information, Greg. We appreciate all you do for that event and um, encourage everybody to get out to Chain Park tonight. Now, we do need to take a quick break. I want to thank Andy Chapman for speaking with us about the Swedish Chefs of the South competition. We want to hear what's going on in your community, so give us a call at 877-MPB-RING. Uh, when we get back, we're going to speak with artist Eris King about an upcoming show this weekend. My sister, this is Next Stop Mississippi. We'll be right back after the break. And I know you're so tired. nine Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, joined today by my friend Kamel King. If you're just joining us this morning, before the break, we spoke with Andy Chapman about the Swedish Chefs of the South competition taking place on Monday, September 11th in Ridgeland, right on the res. Going to be a really uh, delicious event. Um, so we've had a great show. Started out in Pelahatchee and talked to the new mayor there about their 37th annual uh, Muscadine Jubilee. Muscadine. I love that it's a jubilee, not no, just no, a, festival, not a festival. A jubilee, absolutely. Um, and uh, it's just uh, been a really fun morning, but really excited to welcome to the show uh, a great Jackson-based artist, Eris uh, King. Eris, good to have you. Hey, how are you doing? We're great. Uh, is this my sister on the line right here? I can't believe it. It is. <laughs> hey, Cavell, how are you? Good. Do you, do we have Kira uh, Cummings on the line also? I'm trying to merge her in, but let's, it's, it's just me right now. Okay. Well, tell us about the uh, introspection art exhibit opening and, and what uh, listeners can expect when they come and, and what type of art will be on display. Um, well, the introspection um, art exhibit, it'll be at Tonight Gallery tonight at 6 to 8 p.m., uh, the opening reception will be, um, and what what to expect is it's basically an internal exploration of uh, race, gender, identity, um, basically uh, what we feel is an internalization of what's going on around us. Um, there's me uh, that's going to be included in this, and Leslie F. Collins, um, and of course Kira Cummings that's going to be a part of it. Um, we... Uh, we all three uh, do different things as far as, like, our art kind of perspective on things. Leslie does, like, sound object art. I do a lot of graphic design and illustration. And Kira does a lot of painting. So they're, they're, you're expecting a whole different three-sided world, basically, when you come in. 
Now, Eris, three women on on the show tonight. Was that a conscious decision to have a a female-only show? It was. uh, We we wanted to have something that was kind of driven since we're, you know, a a uh, minority-based group. We wanted to have kind of like a female eye on things because we we don't have too much of a voice as it is in the world. So we wanted to kind of express that, especially here, you know, um, and what better way to do it than to have people that you know in your circle that's also talented to be a part of it. And and what a better place than Sinai Gallery, a gallery that really focuses on African and African-American art, a really great space uh, right in Ridgeland uh, on Ridgewood Road. Right, right. Now, you are a multidisciplinary artist, and which I know that because watching you grow up, I mean, you could do absolutely everything. I see her sculpt and paint and graphic art and, and every different type of thing. But explain all of the different disciplines that you you actually have. Um, well, it's been a lot. Uh, I've been working, I know, since I was like three years old, you know, with uh, a lot of different art forms and Mainly what I focus on is uh, watercolor painting. I do a lot of, I'm a professional graphic designer. I went to school for graphic design. Um, and I do, I, I work at, we all three, all of the women that are involved in this show, we all three work at Wolf Studio. That's in Jackson, Mississippi um, as well. And so that's kind of like a 3D art side to things. Um, but I, I mainly focus on right now illustration and graphic design. Very cool. Wolf Studios is just such a magical place to visit. So it's interesting right. to to hear about you having sort of your uh, day-to-day work in this sort of 3D medium and then also your own personal uh, uh, lane of, of creation as well. Now, you want to tell our listeners about a particular piece you have on, on, on display tonight? Uh, for me, my strongest piece that I wanted to uh, kind of push forward, you know, especially with a lot going on today it's entitled Together, and it's basically a lot of people, you know, holding their hands up, and we're all connected through a lot of the pain that we go through and a lot of the glory and victories that we go through. So for me, um, that was an especially emotional piece. It's very simple. You know, it involves, uh, you know, a lot of my graphic skills, and it involves a lot of 3D art, but... For me, it was just simple, but the process to go through it, it was speaking, you know, that we are all together in this. We still, you know, we have our own, you know, personal day-to-day, you know, things that we go through, but we're all together in the ship, you know, that we have to, you know, go through all of the the life experiences that we have. So a lot of the things that we, we focus on today as far as, like, tragedy and, you know, a lot of the good things. We have to, you know, remember that we are together, you know. Well, I, uh, you know, of course, I'm, I'm very proud of you as, as your older brother, and, and I've seen the uh, matriculation and growth over these years. But one thing I've never asked you is when did you fall in love with art? You know, do you remember when it hit you? Um, I want to say when I was in kindergarten, uh, I, I really remember, it, I know this is, you know, kind of cliche, but a lot of animation had a lot of influence in my life. And um, it's something that kind of spoke to me, you know, that on a lot of levels, everybody of all ages could enjoy it. So when I started off, you know, I was imitating a lot of like 
of course, Walt Disney stuff and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of the animation that was popular back in the day. And it's kind of grown with me in a sense uh, throughout the years. And um, just just seeing the different levels uh, that are involved with it, you know, it's it's just a lot that you can do as far as like a graphic designer. So you kind of dip into all of those different art worlds now, and um, it still has a great impact impact on them. Now, Eris, you're obviously uh, very well spoken about your work uh, tonight um, at the gallery showing. Will you guys have like a talk back, or will there be like a little bit of a Q and A? Um, we'll we'll all be available uh, to answer any questions or you know talk discuss our artwork. So yeah, we'll we'll definitely be on site and near our artwork. Uh, if you want to talk, you know, tap our shoulders and kind of have a conversation about things. Um, but we'll, we'll all be present, and we are very open-hearted people. So don't be afraid to talk to us and come up and talk to us. <laughs> sure. So how many pieces will each artist have on display, and how long will it be on display? And will uh, uh, people who come be able to purchase it if, if they'd like? Oh, yeah, uh, definitely it is available for purchase. You know, if something speaks to you, don't be afraid to, you know, talk with us about it. We'll have prices on display uh, most likely uh, as far as, like, you know, the underneath each piece. But um, we'll, we'll definitely have it on, uh, on exhibit uh, exhibition uh, and through, I think, October the 15th, I want to say, that we discussed. Um, but we'll we'll have it on, you know, if you wanted to come by and check it, check it out. If you can't make it tonight, then come by and check it out, you know, and, and, and see what we have. Great, great. Now, do you want to uh, send anyone to a special website or Facebook page to learn more about uh, the exhibit, your work, uh, the work of your, of your colleagues? Sure. Uh, we're all on Facebook right now. We have all of our information listed under our event page for uh, this this gallery open opening all you have to do is search for introspection art art reception opening and we'll have everything listed there um as far as like contacting tonight that's also listed as well too if you wanted to come in and kind of have a private viewing of it you know if you're not into crowds or anything like i said you know you can come by and check it out you know on your own time and kind of process it by yourself if you want well, that's great. Eris, thank you so much uh, for being on the show today. We appreciate your time. It is time for another break. Um, so if you need okay. some suggestions on how to fill your weekend, give us a call. We also want to hear about what's going on in your community. We heard from some folks in Hattiesburg. We also heard a little more about the Muscadine. So that number is 877-672-7464. That's 877-MPB-RING. Uh, we're going to uh, take a quick break, but when we get back, we'll speak with musician Steve A are about his music, his life, and his new album. This is Next Stop Mississippi here on MPB Think Radio, and we'll be right back.
Welcome back to Next Stop Mississippi on MPB Think Radio. You're listening to Wake Me from the Dead by Steve Azar. I'm Mary Margaret Miller, joined by my co-host and friend, Kamel King. And it's time for our music segment. Yes, indeed. We Love wrap up part. each uh, Friday with uh, featuring a Mississippi musician that's out and about in the world, making good music and uh, sharing that Mississippi sound. So we want to welcome our friend and, and talented artist, Steve Azar, to the show. Steve, thanks for calling Steve. in. Steve. I need, hey, morning team, I need to wake myself from the dead right now. I'm having my second cup of coffee, and uh, and I'm trying to recover from a water burger last night I shouldn't have had. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to take a little time. Well, yeah, we'll check in with you later this afternoon. But, Steve, this morning we want to hear all about you, about your music, um, your work with the Kingsmen, and this uh, new album that you put out back in August. Yes. Um, got to listen this morning, and, man, we're we're excited. Well, yeah, it was uh, one of those things where, you know, uh, moving back from Nashville after 20 years, um, I was I was really pretty good at, um, at, you know, at articulating my emotions and remembering uh, uh, my my life growing up in Mississippi and in the Delta. Always had one foot in Nashville and one foot in the Delta and one Mississippi in general and, and trying to be able to sort of juggle the two uh, and be, you know, honest. And it wasn't until I moved back, we moved back six years ago now, and uh, actually to this to the date, uh, and it wasn't, it, it took having both feet on Mississippi soil, on Delta soil, to really be able to conjure up all these old memories and pictures of growing up. And it's funny how you have to sort of like let life happen as a songwriter, and you have to go through all these, all these ups and downs, and I've gone through a lot of downs and some cool ups. Uh, and uh, and I think when you go through them and you come back full circle, it's amazing, you know, what finally comes out. And as a songwriter, you really want it to write itself. You don't really want to make an effort uh, for the good stuff, you know, the good ones. And this record, i got to be honest with you, I don't even remember writing it. So wow. uh, I, I do know that that's sort of how it happened, and I realized looking back that, oh, I have a record to make, and it's time to do it. Well, Steve, you you are definitely uh, not just an artist. You're an entrepreneur. You have so much going on, not only putting out this album in August uh, with the legendary uh, band from B.B. King's band, The Kingsmen, but you, you have a, gol- a celebrity golf tournament. You know, you're involved with the uh, Mighty Mississippi Festival. Uh, you're a consummate songwriter. How do you balance it all? Man, I tell you, you know, it's funny. I love to be busy, so I couldn't imagine... You know, there was a period in my life, Camille, where, where I would just pull up in the bus and move on 200 days a year, you know, because you would have days when you're jumping on the bus and you're traveling to the gig and you travel at night or whatever. You lose a day of your life, and you have a day or two coming home because you could be out on the West Coast. And, and i got to tell you, I just couldn't sit there. I mean, I watched the – I mean, I got hooked on the Food Network back in the late 90s, <laughs> and uh, – and and that that kept me going, and I'm a jazz junkie. I love to listen to jazz. We listen to it in our house uh, like nonstop, and so I'd listen to that. But at some point, I go, I just can't sit here, you know. Yeah. So, 
uh, and then in life happens, man. It, it you know the major record label. Uh, I didn't love my head of my label. He didn't love me. Uh, he didn't quite get the Mississippi thing, and he wanted they wanted everything to fit in this box. And you know when you grow up, especially down in the Delta, you got a triangle, so you gotta feel, <laughs> you're, you're missing a side. You know. So, That's right. So, I love that. But, mm-hmm. but I actually think the triangle is a better shape than a box in a square. So uh, it's just this is the first time I've been able to come home. And, you know, not be stressed over how many songs I write that year. You know, there's been times I've written 80 songs in a year. Well, you know, that really, really doesn't serve you well except for getting better at the craft. But through this record and the last five years of writing it, you know, it just, there was a patience to it. And letting it happen and at its own time and letting, you know, it's like, uh, you know, the fine wine thing. I just, I was able to, I hope this thing's fine, (laughs) but I was able to uh, be able to just let it happen. And so it's definitely the record I wanted to make when I was 12, but obviously had not lived long enough and experienced enough in my life to be able to write it. And then the Kingsmen, which was the cool thing, uh, became his five of BB's guys, one of Elvis's, and one of Little Milton. So oh, let's say that again, man. Steve. Say that again. Say it. Slow that down. <laughs> it's one of, one of Elvis's. It's David Briggs. David Briggs played on 1,000 number one records. Jeez. He was Elvis's guy. He was the guy that went with him to get the peanut butter and banana sandwiches in Colorado. <laughs> he was the guy, and, and he was the original Muscle Shows uh, piano player in the rhythm section. And he always said no to me. He always said no until I wrote this record. I recorded it at my kitchen table on the iPhone because uh, I'm a believer in that because the song has to shine on any sort of format. And I sent it to him. He goes, now we're talking. I'm in. Where are we going? Mm. We're going to record it. So we turned the legendary Club Ebony into a recording studio, brought all the guys together. Some of us met for the first time. And uh, David obviously knew Walter King, uh, B.B.'s nephew, did all the Angels of Harlem on YouTube, played with Sting, was with B.B. for 26 years, Uh, Herman Jackson, Randy Jackson's brother, drums. Um, The list goes on and on. And we were able to come together and turn Club Ebony in studio. And in the meanwhile, we filmed a feature film, a documentary called Something in the Water that will come out late. We're working on distribution right now that's really going to explain to you what this process was, how we not only had to get to know each other, we had to get to love each other to make music. Yeah. Like sure. We're hopefully we're going to make. And we ended up having this incredible bond. And it also touches on our history and Club Ebony's history and, and Indianola and, and, and the surrounding Delta area and how there is this magic in the water. And what is it um, besides its tent? The color is <laughs> a little odd. Um, I'm used to, uh, you know, you get you get in the bathtub and then you see no body parts because it's dark. Right, that's and right. So, um, but, you know, they say that that's the tannins from the cypress tree. So I don't know what it is, but... But metaphorically speaking, there is something in the water that's caused all this great art to come from here. And um, it definitely through osmosis, I was able to, you know, not genetics, but through osmosis, was be able, it was able to seep in my, in my being. Well, let's talk a little bit more about that osmosis, Steve, and yeah, about like this, this, this triangle you call home. I mean, this album is a lot about memory. I mean, you're, you're really kind of digging deep here and telling a lot of stories from when you were young. But it's also about your family. It's about music. Um, some of these songs are very deeply personal. Mm-hmm. Others may be a little more playful. Um, so tell us uh, 
a little more, um, particularly about this um, title track you called Down at the Liquor Store. Well, my dad, my dad opened the first legal liquor store in Mississippi, and it's got a landmark sign in front of it. And, you know, that's where you this man named Eugene Powell, who was Sonny Boy Nelson, uh, making blues records in the 30s, was back there. And, and postmen would come at the end of their work day and hang out. And I, at the age of 10, I was able to start hanging out at the store, and I'd sneak around there, and I would just watch. And I, it, just, it just hooked me. And I wanted to, I didn't know what Eugene was singing about. It was over my head or, you know, maybe it wasn't. The bottom line is I could see how everybody felt and it made me feel great. And I'm sure he was writing about a lot of painful stuff. Um, it also set the stage to me because I've always been a guy that's written with a silver lining. And in the blues world, that's, that's been the biggest take for me from the blues side of things. It, you have to be honest. You got to spill your guts and you got to make yourself feel good about it. And if you can do that, you're going to make other people feel good about it. So everybody's, you know, obviously for me to try to do exactly what Eugene would did would have been would have been contrived and it had been wrong. So these influences obviously seeped in, and that I think that's the biggest thing for me, learning to be a songwriter and to be the artist that I always wanted to be. I mean, really at this point. Um, I mean, I think that that was the moment, and I also think mm-hmm. I was 10, mm-hmm. and I couldn't wait to learn to play guitar, just good enough to write songs, and then the rest has been, you know, I'm still doing it after 40, what, well, I, I don't even want to count. <laughs> right, we won't go there. Well, Steve, a long time. Uh, we've loved having you on, just here in a little bit, we could do this for an hour, and we appreciate your time. We do want to let our listeners uh, hear uh, a little bit from down at the liquor store as we close the show today, but I uh, want to thank Steve Azar for yes. being on the line. I encourage everyone to get out and hear his music. He'll be, of course, at Mighty Mississippi Music Fest in Greenville upcoming um, later uh, in the month, uh, early October. Uh, we had uh, Mayor Rashonda Beecham of Pila Hat on the show today. I want to thank Andy Chapman with Eat Y'all and also the great artist Eris King. Uh, Michelle McAdoo is our producer. So uh, for Kamel uh, King and myself, thank you for joining us. We hope you'll join us next week on Next Stop Mississippi. So proudly kept and clean the house in that store-bought cotton blouse Did bit of Garrett snuff Sang about Jesus' love Tap her feet to my guitar At a time just like I was She'd stop by the liquor store Every afternoon A quarter to four Toting her pocketbook And Fred Dollar Store sack A quarter coat A slit six pack To give a shorty one of those Johnny Lee looks Say, hmm I'm headed on to cook for your upteen kids in my Section 8 house. I hear June bugs getting out of jail. There's tears and tobacco dripping off her mouth. Oh, some wild Irish rose. I built a king cool sunny boy would play the blues. Behind the liquor store he'd sing. So much hurt spilling out of those strings. I've seen cataracts. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.